You are listening to sermons from the pulpit of the Bible Baptist Church in Marysville, California. We hope you will be blessed as you listen to another practical message. And we're going to be in the book of Matthew chapter number 6. Matthew chapter 6. And I'm watching the clock, so uh, don't worry about it. Uh, you, you can look at it, but uh, uh, it's not going to help anything. Uh, so anyway, but I am watching that clock, and I know it's a school night. Uh, so anyway, we and I don't want all of our, our uh, kids club workers to quit on me, so I'm not going uh, to get them get them out of there late. Uh, But Matthew chapter 6, and look with me at verse number 6. Matthew chapter 6 and verse number 6. And here we're going to look through this passage tonight, and I want to just point out some things that I think will be a help to us. Matthew chapter 6 and verse number uh, six. You know what? I'm going to start in verse number five. We don't have verse five up there, uh, but we'll jump, we'll jump in there in just a second. The Bible says, And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray, standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy Father which is in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. But when ye pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Be not that ye therefore like unto them, for your Father knoweth what things ye have need of before ye ask him. Isn't that a wonderful thing? Before we ever even ask, God knows what we need. Uh, Sometimes we come to God and we're not even sure really what we need, uh, but he does. And after this manner, therefore, pray ye, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. The foundational part of the Christian life is prayer. It's foundational. And we can add a lot of the Christian trimmings on. And it makes life better. But it doesn't empower us. You know, good people can do good things without God. There are a lot of good people in this world that do not believe in God. Now, granted, I know without me, you can do nothing. But the reality is that in our life, there are a lot of things that we can do, even good things. But that doesn't mean that that relationship is... And I don't don't really want to use the word real, but that's the word I'm going to use. Because sometimes those relationships become very shallow. You know, there are people that we call friends. They're more acquaintances. We know, yeah, they're, well, is that your friend? Well, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't say, oh, no, they're not my friend. It's not that I have anything against them, but there isn't really that relationship. So you would still use the term, oh, yeah, th- we're friends. Yeah, that's, that's my friend. Let me introduce you to them. But you don't really have a close relationship. And that's what the Christian life is like without prayer. You may know enough about them to be cordial. You may know enough about them to not offend them because you know what they dislike or what they like. But that doesn't mean that there is a close friendship. Prayer is communication. No communication, no relationship. We know that in our marriage, right? You know, you can be married, and that relationship can be legal, but it doesn't mean that it's good. And if there is no communication, that relationship isn't real good. And it's an area that we all have to work on. Communication is not something that you just learn once and then you've got it. It's something that you have to keep on developing. And that's what prayer is. Prayer is a continual working. It needs to be applied in our relationship Uh, Not only does there need to be communication in marriage and with our children and with our friends and family and uh, even within our career, there's communication and we need to learn how to communicate better. But the reality is when it comes to God, uh, we have to have communication and that's through prayer. We need the Lord. We need the Lord. We need the Lord in a very real way. Every one of us. It's not just that, yeah, I'm saved, got that. Yeah, I go to church. We need, we need a real relationship with him And I believe we need that more right now than ever. With all that's going on in the world around us, the weight, the pressure, the darkness, the evil that is everywhere, people are carrying a weight. And that weight, we can't carry alone. And we need the Lord's help. So tonight I want to speak to you on the subject, prayer. A win not a what? Prayer. A when, not a what? Brother Dan, everything just went real echoey here. So, all right, let's have a word of prayer. Father, I pray that you'd bless these next few moments and help us tonight. 
uh, Lord, I love these people, and Lord, I am concerned about uh, just the, uh, the battle, the spiritual warfare that is going on. And Lord, we will not win a spiritual warfare in the arm of the flesh. And I do pray that you'd help each and every one of us to recognize that every man, every lady. I pray that they would see the importance of, of that relationship with you. I pray for our teenagers and Lord, for our kids. Uh, God, the, uh, the future is at stake and uh, Lord, the mission is at stake. And not just here in our church, Lord, it's across the nation. It's going on around the world. And I do pray that you would help us uh, to be prepared, help us uh, to realize our great need for you. And, and Lord, I pray that you would help us to be able to realize how, how rewarding it is, Lord, to have uh, a relationship with you. And so may, uh, may each and every one of us, every spiritual leader, I pray that you would help uh, to be able to recognize the great need uh, of you to be the one that empowers them to help lead spiritually. And so put a hedge of protection around us, lead us and guide us. For Christ's sake we pray. Amen. In my own life, I, I don't think my struggle has been what when it came to prayer. As I look back over the years of being saved and coming and going through seasons of prayer, and, and I believe if you have, you have uh, faithfully, if you have a heart to serve the Lord, uh, you are going to have times where you are closer and, and there is a more of a sincere uh, desire to be with the Lord. You will have uh, more fruitful seasons. But usually in my life, when it comes to prayer, the struggle has, has really not been what to pray. The struggle always comes back to when to pray. If you're saved, you know what to pray. You, if you have any spirituality about yourself and any awareness of what is going on in the world around us, you know that there are things that need to be prayed about. It's not that we come to before God and say, you know what, God, I just, everything in the world is great, no problems. Not sure what you want me to talk to you about. We're not there. We know when we come into God's presence, we know that there are things that need to be brought uh, before God. We know that our missionaries that are on the foreign field, they need God's help. They need God's protection. They need God's provision. We know those that are within the, the church, that, uh, and the people that we know and love that are having medical issues, we know that they need prayer. Uh, we see the spiritual condition of people. We see the, the countenances change. We we watch the ebb and flow of people. And with that, you can look and you can see that something is going on and the people have needs. And you can see when they are carrying a weight that is just weighing them down and they are not who they normally are. And, and there is a spiritual understanding that we need to pray. And, and what to pray, we already have got. We know that. But it keeps coming back to this, when to pray. You know, the Lord said, ye have not because ye ask not. You know why we don't ask? It's because we don't have a when. 
What do you think your paycheck would be like if your boss said, oh, just come to work whenever you feel like it? If you did not have a win to work, you would not have a job. And with that, there is an impetus because we recognize we have a need. Because you could stay home if you want to. But you don't because there is a need. And there's a need that you have that the only way you are going to meet that need is for you to go to work. See where I'm going? We have a win. When it comes to our communication with God, we don't have a win. And subconsciously, not consciously, subconsciously we have a feeling that I've got this. I can handle it. And when we get to that place, we're in trouble. Let me ask you, do you have a win? Do you have a win? When do you pray? Well, pastor, the Bible says, pray without ceasing. Yeah, I know. How's that working for you? We have all the cliches. We have the knowledge but do we have a win? Do we have a time where we meet with God? And I'm not saying that that time is the exact same thing for everybody. And I'm just for time's sake, I'm going to have to uh, jump back into my notes here because I want to make sure that uh, we, we really have an opportunity to try to see the great need that we have. Uh, all of us, of course, we know that our prayer life could be better. Our prayer life could be more fervent. I don't know about you, but I know in my own prayer life, my, my time with God, it could be be more fervent. I know my time with God uh, could be uh, more consistent and more uh, have more supplication and more intercession. Uh, but, but with that, if I don't have a win, those don't matter. Because we give ourselves a pass, well, everybody's prayer life could be better. And it could. But that is not a justification for not praying. We need to have a win. We need to have a time where we pray. And over and over again in this passage of Scripture, uh, we see that. Look again at verse number five. And when thou prayest. When thou prayest. It was understood that there was going to be a time that we would pray. Uh, verse number six. But thou, when thou prayest prayest. Uh, and we see this, that there is, there has to be a, a time of prayer. And so with that, it's just, just a couple thoughts tonight. Uh, it, first of all, start your day with prayer. Start your day with prayer. He said, well, pastor, my day starts at 3 a.m. Brother Dan's day starts at 3 a.m. And I'm not saying get up and spend an hour at 2 a.m. so you can get on to your work day at 3 a.m., but start your day with prayer. Wake up 
and tell the Lord, hello. Get up and just say, Lord, thank you for that good night's rest. Start your day off talking to God. I'm not saying that that has to be your absolute uh, time of prayer, your season of prayer. Every one of us are different. There are people that are morning people. Uh, Mrs. Brown and I, we are changing from being morning people. Uh, but uh, it, it's amazing. Uh, for all these years, she would wake up 5 a.m. I mean, she is bouncing, throwing, uh, bouncing through the house, throwing rose petals. Uh, now it's not quite the same. Uh, and uh, she's not bouncing anymore, and uh, uh, she's, she's throwing rose thorns now. Uh, but uh, uh, anyway, it's, it's changing, uh, and all of us, we have, we have different strengths, and maybe you're a morning person, maybe you're an evening person, but you have to have a win. But start your day off talking with God. Make, make a conscious effort that you are going to talk and communicate with God every single day. I'm not just talking about prayer time. I'm not just talking about when, when uh, uh, something bad happens. I'm talking about every single day. Start your day off, whether it's at three in the morning, four in the morning, whether you're getting up at seven at night to go start your day and you're working night shift, whatever it is, wake up and start your day communicating uh, with God. Uh, and we have to have a time with the Lord. First Thessalonians 5, 17, pray without ceasing. There needs to be open communication with with the Lord all day long. But if we don't start, would you let me preach? Uh, and, uh, but if we, don't, if we don't start there, it's not going to happen. Have you ever got to the end of the day and say, wow, what happened? I didn't read my Bible. I, I was running all day long and what just took place? I got to the end of my day and I'm laying my head down on the pillow and it's like, Lord, I didn't spend the time with you. Uh, that happens. We have got to be very conscious. We want to make sure that God isn't just a segment of our schedule, that God is a part of our every day. And you and I need to wake up and we need to look heavenward and talk to the Lord. Start your day with prayer. Secondly, schedule time to pray. Schedule time to pray. When I was in Bible college, Schedule was crazy. Taking 17 hours of college, working 50 hours a week, an hour drive each way, it was, it was sideways. It was three and a half to four hours sleep. And I, I remember I would spend an hour in prayer driving to work. It was so sweet. Then the devil came and said, oh, you're robbing God. Here you are. You're not getting up to pray. You're just giving him extra time. So you know what I did? I quit praying. I felt guilty about my prayer time while I was driving. You know, the devil's a liar. <laughs> He's such a liar. And it took me a while before I realized, what just happened? I mean, here I felt bad about having an hour to spend with God. 
you know, we've, we've got to figure out what works for us. If you've got 10 minutes of break time at lunch or another time during the day, get away and spend time with God. But schedule some time. We get done what we schedule. I've got a calendar. I've got a few of them. And with those calendars, you know what gets done? The things that are on the calendar. You know what doesn't get done? All of the well-intentioned things that I wanted to put on the calendar. And when it comes to our walk with God, we have got to put it on the calendar. We have got to schedule it. He said, well, pastor, it's, that's just, uh, it's, it's terrible. Just, you know, I've only got 10 minutes and, and, you know, it's just giving God the leftovers. So give God nothing and that's better. Let's give God some time. Let's pray. Schedule some time. Start your day off uh, in prayer uh, and then schedule time to prayer. Luke 1.10, and the whole multitude of the people were praying without at the time of incense. What was that? That was a daily offering that was going on. You know what? They had a scheduled time for the offering and they had a scheduled time to pray. He said, oh, it's so rigid. You're just trying to schedule God. You're scheduling the Holy Spirit right out. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard people tell me that about having a schedule at church. Having an order service. Oh, yeah, you just scheduled God right out. Okay, whatever. You go back over to your four. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just amazing. Uh, we, we, we can allow the devil to get in and really stop us from doing something great because we're not willing to do something small. You know, I could never pray for an hour if I didn't start praying for five minutes. That sweet hour of prayer that we, we sing about, well, that sweet hour of prayer, man, first time I tried to pray for a long period of time, I'm praying and I'm praying and I'm praying and I look back at my watch and six minutes, oh no. <laughs> what else do you say? And that's where it started. It's not that way anymore, but let me tell you something. That five minutes uh, was a way for me to learn how to communicate with God. And we've got to spend some time, schedule some time uh, with God. And, and we need to do that. And thirdly here, stick with it. Stick with it. He says, it's just not working well. Stick with it. Start your day. Lord, thank you for that good night's rest. Thank you for your protection. Thank you for your provision. Lord, help me today as I'm getting started with my day. Help me to honor you. I mean, just think what, what mindset that that will put you in as you get ready to go into work. Just think how that will help you when you go to wake up those demons. I mean, those children. I mean, it changes everything. But we've got to pray. This world needs us to pray. 
You remember what the disciples were told when they couldn't cast out those demons? Spiritual warfare. This kind cometh not but by prayer and fasting. In Matthew 6, do you know what we find? We find the Lord said, when ye pray, we go down a few more verses, and he says, when ye fast. We need power with God. There's a spiritual warfare going on. Some of you know it's going on in your soul. And there's a battle. We're not going to win on our own. We're not going to float through it and have victory. Spiritual battles are, are won through spiritual warfare. And that spiritual warfare will not be won without prayer. And fasting is right there with it. You know, church, we've got to pray. There are people that are depending on you. And you're not going to be there for them if you don't pray. Years ago, when, when I was in Bible college, Brother Howells made a statement. He said, nobody ever becomes a casualty until they first become casual. When we become casual in our Christian walk, we're in trouble. And when there's no prayer, we're casual. Iron sharpeneth iron. Friction, okay. Some things are not where they need to be. Let's sharpen them up. People walk in these doors, you know what they should sense? The presence of God. Not going to find that if we're not praying. A spirit-led church, a spirit-filled church is going to be a praying church. And we as a church, we as individuals, we need to pray. Now, Father, you know the needs, and we thank you that, Lord, you have given us your word. You have given us direction, and I pray, Holy Spirit, that you'll help us in our own lives to be able to see where we're at. And, Lord, maybe we have slipped by on some areas, some things that we have just let go. And I pray that you would uh, just uh, convict us and encourage us and, uh, Lord, lead us to a place where uh, we will have that hunger and thirst, Lord, to, uh, to be in your presence. Uh, Lord, you said, blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness. And, Lord, uh, we want to be in your presence. We want to have uh, your help. And so we, we come before you uh, as individuals. We come before you as a, uh, corporately as a church, and we ask that the Spirit of God would help us uh, in this area of prayer. And so I pray that you'd work now. Uh, speak to hearts, please. For Christ's sake, we pray. Amen. Let's stand together, and we're just going to have a short invitation. But if the Lord put his finger on something in your life, let's, let's do business with God. Let's not ignore it. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed our service. If you would like to hear more, visit our website at bbc4me.org. That's bbc, the number four, me.org. May God bless you.